It's on. Get your facts straight. Ask me if I give a shit. What the fuck are you up to? It's cool. I like it. <laughs> Don't bullshit. Welcome to another episode of the Silver Option Podcast. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, my name is Will, and I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, with me is Steven. Do you know what you're doing? I, I used to. I'm not sure what happened to that, but <laughs> that was long ago and far away. <laughs> well, here we are trying to get back on track. Uh, this episode... Uh, what are we doing? We're doing an anime series from 2011 called Fractale. One word, Fractale. title yeah i don't know exactly how the title relates to anything other than there's a thing called fractal yeah it's uh, uh in the series the organization that's yeah so other than that i don't know how yeah. it relates but i mean it's the it's... combination of fractal and tail <laughs> um right. As and in story, not the thing that comes off your butt. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even consider that because um, I know how it's spelled. But yeah, and they do some they do some fractal things in the intro, 
but right. other than that, I don't At know. At the very end, they start kind of like mentioning a little bit about it, but it never really seems like a major theme of, yeah. this, of the series, so it's just kind of a goofy name for it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And not really necessary to the plot or the themes or anything, it's just... No, what they called it. It's just tail. what they called it. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I guess it's a fair enough name. And <laughs> <Like, laughs> you know, I don't know what else I to call it. So, um, not that I thought about <clears throat> calling it something else. But right. It's just a weird, weird little word there. I wonder, uh, is it called that in in Japanese? Um, I would say yes, because they're clearly saying the word. They d- yeah, they definitely the say it. Yeah, and so I. I imagine that i haven't actually looked that up but i, I think it is oh, we don't actually need to know anything yeah, <laughs> yeah. why would we know things? you think that's what it is so it, that's what it is <laughs> speaking of odd <laughs> names i have something else i meant to actually like look up and know but yeah in classic silver emulsion style i just didn't but it's <laughs> no worries yeah um is the name of the main girl yeah um how they it's spelled P-H-R-Y-N-E, I think. It is. So you'd think, like, Fryn or Fryn or That's something. what you like, think, yeah. And they pronounce it kind of Furune. Yeah, Furune. <laughs> it's like, whoa, okay. Like, <laughs> just just a odd pronunciation there. And yeah, uh, no, when I was watching it, I kept thinking about how, like, you've said in the past, like, oh, if they pronounce an English word, they'd pronounce it differently. Like, silver would be something else. Not silver, not yeah. silver or whatever. Yeah. And so I just Shiruva. I just Shiruva. imagined uh Fudine <laughs> as being a similar sort of right, like, right. Japanese it's... pronunciation of these English characters or English uh word letter groupings or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's kinda weird. I'm not sure on that one because I'll like a lot of times when you look at on the occasions that I see like the character sketches or something and okay. the artist will like write the name of the character and actually a lot of times they will use English alphabet with it and sometimes that matches the spelling of what the tra- of the subtitle translations oh, are sometimes okay. it doesn't sometimes it's oh, weird. weirdly off and hmm. so I'd be curious to see that with this and yeah. to see what um, the original uh, spelling and writing of the names were and how much of that were, was the translators trying to make sense of the Japanese names and what they were trying to do? Right. Because there's there's sometimes a bit of a disconnect there, but <coughs> especially with R and L, which have no distinction and will in Japanese and will frequently be written incorrectly in the Japanese notes of okay. what is actually intended. Oh, okay. Or at least what. They might take a word that is spelled with an R and then spell it with an L and use yeah. it, and it's in the notes spelled with an L. And it's <laughs> like, okay, is that the official spelling? Because it's kind of the creator spelled it that way, so it's kind of. Yeah. But then you're putting it into and. It sounds like there's an R when they're saying it. Um, they have a it's it's a consonant sound that doesn't exist in English. It's halfway between R and L with, with a dash of D thrown in just for confusion sake okay I guess. so it's it's a strange sound it it to english ears sounds closer to r than anything else yeah but it's 
that's where the confusion comes from is they don't have r they don't have l they have this other consonant yeah. sound that is kind of like both and so sometimes it gets turned into an l sometimes it gets turned into an r hmm. and in japan they aren't necessarily sure which one to use yeah um i think in standard official translating of or uh, writing of japanese words in english it's always done as an r and so you'll pretty much never see an l in any like official translation of a japanese thing it's just yeah standardized yeah i'm trying to think of a japanese things. name with an l or a word with an l i can't think of anything but yeah a so leiji matsumoto <laughs> yeah that's one of the the weird ones he and him being from like the 60s i think yeah he's one before this kind of standardization uh, okay. comes about yeah and so or at least in the, when there's still competing systems of translating and, okay and nobody's really sure what to and so i think that's where his comes about and being hmm. just it hadn't been set as to and then by the time it had been set he had already become a known entity yeah and it's like well we can't just change it now <laughs> although you, you could but <laughs> you could but yeah and they do things like that all the time but huh well, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I guess we could actually talk about the show. <laughs> we, we could. We could. Uh, so, yeah. What is this show? It is uh, It is a show about a kid named Klein or Klein. Yeah. <laughs> and he... Lives in a little village with some weird uh, artificial <laughs> parents yeah, uh, in not, weird shapes. I'm not sure shapes. if it's even a village. If it's like just a house on a hill somewhere. And well, at the be- in the first one, he goes <clears throat> to like there's, yeah, like, there's a like a little market little, fair yeah. thing. Yeah, that seemed to be like mostly virtual. Yeah, and because this is, I guess it's, it's sci-fi. And there might be some little fantasy elements in it. Yeah, that that tripped me up at the beginning because you when you sold it to me or whatever you were like well we could do this one we could do this one or we could do the sci-fi one and i was like okay well we'll do the sci-fi one to me it's it is a very sci-fi concept once you get it yeah (laughs) it definitely is once it get into it but then as soon as i started it and it was a kid and a little wooden you know (laughs) shack out in the middle of nowhere i was just like i don't know sci-fi like uh, this looks a little more fantasy and right, right. but uh, yeah, the sci-fi yeah, does eventually come in, but yeah, and takes all a the while. the weird things he's living with, like they call them doppels, which yeah, it's just the German word for double, but basically it's just an avatar. It like is you have on a, a web forum or something, except this is the future. So instead of just a little picture that's sitting next to your comment, it's an actual animated thing that right. truly represents you and your actions in this this virtual space it's, that is overlaying the real world. Yeah, which is a cool idea, which yeah, is, uh, kinda... um, I think we're maybe not headed to exactly this, but right. definitely uh, I foresee holograms being a thing in the future. Right, right. Um, uh, they already have holograms of like they, they put out the hologram of Michael Jackson performing and Tupac 
um, on stage, like at a live event. Mm. So, and that was a couple of years ago. So, uh, you know, the technology is there. It's just not widespread. And, and the thing about this is, is they're actually not holograms. Yeah. They're, it's more like Google glasses. Oh yeah, like an augmented reality thing. Yeah, because that's that's what this is really like. Everything in there is augmented reality. Yeah, and it's just most people have this kind of surgically implanted in them. Right, they have like some kind of receptor that gets that information that can, from yeah. whatever passes for the internet in that world. Right, and it like transmits it to the brain, so you just see it around. Yeah. And so when we they go into like the the rebellion, this uh, this right. terrorist group, they've removed that system from themselves, and so they have to actually wear the Google glasses right, to right. these big visor things to show them all of the stuff that the people who have the terminals implanted in them can just see normally. Yeah. Sometimes to their detriment, as the uh, the guy who fell off the cliff, and because <laughs> he didn't see it, because it right. Well, because he was <clears throat> that was in the one where the guy up on the hill, like, was trying to recreate the uh, the fake the augmented world in this world that had like <laughs> lost communication yeah, with yeah. it or something. So I, it was like that was kind of strange to me because it's like. Is if there's a cliff there, I mean, I, I like I don't know, like wh- how did there get a cliff there? With if in the past when when he's projecting this image, like um, it was there like a time delay well, on this, or what it was is um, a satellite in orbit it crashed and right. so there's a big crater there where the town used oh, to be oh okay okay so he's recreating the town as it used to be over this giant crater and so the okay. guy basically walked off into the crater because he so right okay that how long sense. ago that was i don't think i don't think it was very long yeah it's just that when it crashed there was the crater that makes sense because <clears throat> i was just thinking like how if the town's here and this guy's just walking and he falls off a cliff how did the cliff get there yeah, I didn't uh, even think of that. Oh yeah, the things are falling from the sky. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the balloons, because everything has to have its own name. Yeah, they call like, them balloons. They just look like satellites. I don't know. Yeah, um, I've been kind of. I was kind of thinking about that, perhaps too much. And yeah, I was thinking they call them balloons, and this thing fell on the town, and the town now has no connection to the fractal system. Right. And I was thinking. Well, if it was an actual like orbital satellite, who the fuck knows where it would fall? That's it true. Would, it would crash, you know, somewhere else entirely. Yeah. And the town wouldn't be out of service. It would be somewhere else that's out of service, but the town would still be destroyed and but have whatever radio signal from Yeah. So it seems like if it's fallen straight down, maybe it is like literally a balloon that's uh, yeah. like floating up at high enough altitude but not out into space. Yeah. So don't they show a satellite in space at some point, though? I think they do for like a second. It's like one shot. Yeah. Yeah, And it's like you don't really like what what was that? Yeah. Well, your your theory makes more sense. Yeah, for sure. It's one of the the things they don't really dive deeply into is how the information network is relayed around. Right. And honestly, I don't know that they need to. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it It had its own story to yeah, tell. Yeah, I mean, it's how not... much uh, deep into the world do we need to get right. at this point? 
Um, there's there's balloons. They send data around. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, and the balloon thing. What I thought of was there's one part in the show where they are doing the update, like the 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 nuns or whatever from right. the the Little religious priestesses. sect that are controlling the fractal system or maintaining it or whatever they have all the people come to uh this religious service that is actually a masqueraded for this update that people have to get to their internal systems or whatever yeah, the the firmware update yeah yeah their, yeah there their you google go. glasses right there you go <laughs> and so while they're doing that there's like this weird green <laughs> structure uh, that they're kind of at. And so to me, that looked like those long balloons that the, like a fucking clown will make a balloon out of, animal out of. So I thought, when I saw that, I was like, okay, those are the balloons. I get it. They like, they made this thing out of balloons. <laughs> so now I'm just picturing this whole church of clowns that are just like. Yeah. Tying together balloons like, here's your <laughs> holy worship service. Here's your fractal system. <laughs> oh, you want a doppel? Like, Here you go. <laughs> yeah, so I, clearly I didn't get too deep on it. <laughs> I just thought, oh, those look like balloons. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this uh, kind of, it's really weirdly lighthearted most of the time. It, yeah, yeah, for the most part. And then there's like one or two episodes where it's just like, all right, we're going to get dark as fuck. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple episodes where people are just getting machine gunned and <laughs> <It's just laughs> everything like, like that. Crap. And then the rest of it is just like uh, running around with the little girl who's, you know, she loves loving things and <laughs> all that stuff. And right. She's just a very excited, like uh, naive little uh bundle of energy yeah <laughs> kind of a literal bundle of energy in a way and that she's a yeah this some is, kind yes. of computer program yeah she's yeah she's like <clears throat> this physical not physical but representation of uh information and knowledge and yeah yeah energy uh, i don't know how to describe it yeah she's they, they keep calling her a doppel yeah it's like so I guess she's kind of she operates as a an avatar in the world, but she's not an avatar of somebody. Right, she's like a different level. Yeah, she's kind of an AI of some form or another. Right. The thing with the doppels that kept like confusing me, and I didn't really think so much about it. I didn't care, but at the beginning, the parents they look like whatever the fuck. I don't right. even know what they look like. <laughs> it's hard to describe. They're just them, like yeah. random shit put together. <laughs> like the like, mother's like this weird like clamshell with lips or something yeah, on top of a, some arms and legs. It's very and... <laughs> odd. And then they have like a doppel dog who doesn't really look like a dog, but he's vaguely the shape that might be a dog, like the yeah. shape and size. Yeah, I wasn't sure if they like they had a real dog and it had a doppel, or if it was yeah. just like this dog thing that was like oh we could have a fake dog let's do it i thought of it as just a fake dog but i like the idea of a real dog somewhere <laughs> connected to the internet and being an internet dog like <laughs> 
like I, I enjoy that. Like a dog jacked in to the system. <laughs> I, I wasn't really sure where they were going with that one. And yeah, it's, it's only there for a little bit, so I don't really. Yeah, they don't really go into that. But then when he goes in the first episode to that little uh, market or whatever, if I remember right, all of those vendors and doppels and stuff, they were all weird, like, shapes and shit, too. Yeah, they were all just a confusing mass of whatever the fuck they wanted to look like. and And then the rest of the show, when you see doppels, maybe you don't see doppels, maybe you just see people, but... It seemed like everything else was just regular people. For the most part, yeah. The the only other part where you really see a lot of doppels would be when he goes into that city of yeah. Xanadu, and most of them there were people, yeah, just regular yeah. people. That's... But they were they were supposedly everyone in there was just a doppel. There weren't like physical people wandering around. Yeah, that's what I that's what I gathered because that whole city was like fractal city right <laughs> you know, right like everybody's converging <clears throat> and you see here. it without the fractal it's just these dingy gray buildings <laughs> right it's like it's like just not even they're just the physical space is there and it's like yeah all of the things you're actually looking at are just not real they're so just, it, that confused me in the in the sense that like our doppels whatever you want like if you just want to be yourself you can be yourself or you could be a wacky avatar, like randomly procedurally generated avatar, the random shit. Yeah, yeah. Or I think that's basically like, what it is. It's it's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. And And then why then in the city aren't there a mixture? Is the you know, if yeah, that's yeah. the case. I'm I'm thinking of uh going a little bit more meta on it and just being that um they did it at the beginning, making it random and weird just to hammer home the point. And then by that episode, they were just like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and Too hard to animate. Let's just... <laughs> like, it's like, oh, man, do you really want to come up with a million of these damn things right, again? It's yeah. like, we got to have this in the can by, like, next <laughs> yeah, month. Like, we got to finish this shit. Just, like, just, just move on. Draw some people and go. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's more of the actual answer, but... Yeah. No, I, you're probably right on that. For sure, I think. Um, it just... I don't know. It... it which is kind of a, a shame, bit. yeah, because yeah. it's it's because that's also where you're going in, and the, the characters he's talking to there are like these artists of yeah. these virtual reality constructs, and you'd think you'd see more. Like that would be the place to show off you what would, all these yeah. artists are doing with their you would digital think. craft. And but the the real artists behind <laughs> Fractale were like, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, a little bit, a little bit disappointing on that front. Also, their doppels, their avatars of these people. Where are the real people? <laughs> like, where are they? Well, you did. It did show those two characters he was interacting with. Yeah, in their real forms. It showed them, but like his parents specifically. I yeah, was them. Like, well, where are they? There is some interesting stuff there. They had actually, in that first episode, they mentioned being in different towns. I said, like, oh, I'm living in this town now. I'm living in this town. And they did like, oh, say that. Oh, we're actually yeah. pretty close. We should go and visit each other in real life sometime. And it's yeah. like, so, but there is something, 
There's the episode of the guy in the tower. Yeah. And I was expecting them to follow this episode up somehow. And they never went back to it. And so I'm just kind of left with my own guesswork on it. All but right. he's taking all the photos. He has that camera and Clayne gets the camera from him. Yeah. And they're all really whatever excited and whatever. Um, he's got these photos that Furune steals. Okay. And she's looking through them. And they're the photos he took when they were bathing at the river or whatever it was. Yeah. And there's a lot of pictures of Clayne. Okay. And then there's also a picture of a baby who is blonde like Clayne. Okay. And she sees it and she goes, I know who this is. And she has seen the actual pictures of Clayne as a baby back when she first visited him in the first episode. And he has oh. that slide projector. Okay. So putting all of those pieces together, I'm thinking that was actually Clayne's father. Oh, you think so? But it ah. doesn't match up in some ways, and so yeah. I'm not real like this is where it's like I expected them to go back to this in yeah. some way because it seems kind of incomplete, and I'm just like I just left with some guesswork on that that he is somehow related to Clayne. Yeah, and so I was thinking that might have been his father. That's cool. I like that. Um, that seems like it would make sense. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. some things that don't quite match up, like how is he a doppel, and uh, if he's in this town that's not connected, how is he? Or this did is that true. satellite crash true. like after the first episode, and maybe, maybe. but that, but yeah. it seemed like this was kind of some rundown thing that had been in the like. It seemed like it had been a little while because that dude was a bit far into his uh, obsession. Uh, there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, so it seems it, like that had <laughs> to have been more than just right. Like, but it kind of. Yeah, so I don't know. Or maybe he goes out to an area that is connected to do that. Or something. I mean, there's ways that yeah, that could work, but it seems like it needs more fleshing out than yeah than what it actually had in there. So I, I feel like that just kind of didn't get finished the way it maybe was intended. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he's is he actually his dad. And I think about it because, yeah, he's not connected. Yeah. to the actual system but hmm who know i like i like the, the thinking yeah, about kind that, of though. uh it would explain why he just kind of gives the camera to Clayne. it explains yeah. why he's he's kind of buddy buddy with Clayne. it kind of gives it this uh oh his dad's like likes these weird antiques and this whole system and stuff too yeah, that's where Clayne yeah. gets it from and and why he would have had a freaking slide projector in his house in the first it place it does make and, sense yeah <laughs> hmm so it's it's a theory I've got that uh, needs a little more detail work in it, I guess. But You've seen this uh, a couple times? Yeah, this would be the second time. All right. Did you? Is this a new theory that you came up with this, this time? Um, I suspect I probably came up with it the first time and then forgot about it. And, okay. And came up with it. Like, I, I think <laughs> I would have jumped to the same conclusion. Yeah. But then... The first time was probably like this time where it's like, oh, they didn't actually finish yeah, that up. And don't. I might have just forgotten about it by the end of it. Yeah. And, hmm. but, and this time, now that we're actually talking about it. I yeah, directly I'm, afterwards. Yeah. yeah uh, now there will be a record. <laughs> yeah, now, now we will know. <laughs> so that in another eight years or whatever it is, I'll have completely <laughs> forgotten and go, oh, wait. I, I know what I was talking about yeah. because we have this podcast. <laughs> uh, unless the balloon goes down. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> you never know. The, the internet is disconnected and we lose everything. You never know. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't I just I think I wanted to see like these people connected and a little bit more because um, they do show people that are disconnected that don't know what to do with their lives because they're so right. dependent on it. And so that was I, I, I enjoyed that. And then they're uh, they come in contact with the rebellion people who who actively disconnected and are trying to live outside of the system. Mm-hmm. So I I liked that, but I wanted to see. I don't. I guess it's just the darkness in me that I want to see somebody like <laughs> just like at their worst point, while locked into the system. You know, I I guess they wouldn't be there though because this is a is a happy little fractal <laughs> system where <laughs> kind of everything is uh, it, you know provided it, for them and they're enjoying their lives. It it is until the series just like decides to be dark for an episode or something where it's like and there's little hints of things like that like yeah. the the one guy in Xanadu who's um the the male doppel yeah. who's kind of aloof and not really doing much it's like there's a line there at the end where he says like some of us can't live without this and then it just cuts to a shot of somebody like bedridden like he's just he's got an oxygen mask and like you can't even tell whether it's a guy or a girl or what it's like this person's clearly like practically comatose yeah yeah and like this is the only way and you suddenly realize oh this is the only way this guy has to interact with anything ever right and like this and like he's going to defend this because this is literally the only life he can have yeah well i can understand something like that um like disabled people and you know would be very into something like this because they could escape from their real world there's so there's this weird kind of like back and forth that the series does as much as the the lost millennium group the kind of the terrorist group is kind of like in some ways portrayed as like heroic or fighting against the system for freedom and whatnot it's like it's it's also kind of showing how much this system kind of helps people in ways too and it's well that and that's kind of the central thing of the whole right thing which is uh uh is this good or bad right yeah it's and like it, yeah it's never clear like what well, what is clear is that if they shut it down it will be good on one hand that like people will live as normal humans again and that's good but also it will be bad because there will be repercussions and people who can't live because in their human form they're fucked up. Right. And so like it will always cause good and bad things. Right. Right. It's kind of on each side. It's kind of like that, like the, like this lost millennium group, like as much as they're always like this cheerful, almost heroic group, it's like, they're also pretty fucking vicious. Yeah. Like just, no qualms about just killing these innocent bystanders right yeah and no, they like, didn't really give a fuck yeah <clears throat> and it's kind of like there's this weird like moral quandary to the whole series of just like wait, like who what <laughs> like right and it's like, these and guys are kind of fucked up i mean <laughs> right and that, that's what i liked about it overall mm-hmm. is that uh and it falls in line with my love of the Woody Allen uh, dilemma of, 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 of fantasy real or fantasy yeah. and sort of you get this same sort of uh, 
like conflicted morality of like well what is better like you know in, right. his, in his movies there's like oh there's a person who believes in like folk remedies and it's actually placebos but like they're happier because they believe in this certain thing and it's like mm-hmm. do you really want to take that away from somebody and so it's the same kind of thing here so i enjoyed uh you know uh discovering it in this new landscape you know it's uh, very fanciful and you know, yeah, airships kind of and like, fucking... <laughs> and I kind of like that you, you get to the end and he's... And Glenn's like, kind of like, I, I don't know which would be better. Like, right. Like, and he's just like, I'll, all I can do is follow my own personal morals on my own actions. And yeah. Follow through with that and hope that it works out. <laughs> yeah, it's like the ending of uh, Mass Effect 3 that people hated so much. <laughs> and... Uh, you know that I and I enjoyed very very much yeah, because uh, it's a moral dilemma. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed the ending of Mass Effect Three. I don't know. Yeah, we, we were like the only two people on Earth who did. Apparently, apparently, apparently yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never talked to anybody else who was like, <laughs> I liked that, and everybody else is like, yeah, I oh, hadn't... it was shit, or oh, it's it's okay once they put all the DLC in there, and yeah, no, I did play it after that, and I. I don't know that it was any better. I don't remember. Yeah, I only played the super vanilla the version red, regular of it, one, where yeah. it was just two options, red or blue, yeah. orange or blue, I guess, whatever. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah, I don't I don't remember anything about the, the new one. I remember it answered some more questions or whatever, which may or may not have been good. I don't remember, honestly. I just remember that original ending more so than anything else. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah. I'd I'd gone through the game on Renegade, so having the ending be this cataclysmic chain reaction of everything exploding just seemed like <laughs> the appropriate ending for a Renegade run anyway. And so I was just like, yeah, that works. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was a total asshole to everybody. I would have no problems blowing up the whole relay system just to, <laughs> just to fuck these guys up. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> And in, in that way, I think it is kind of like a better ending for a renegade uh, yeah. run through of it than for a, a Paragon route. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it depends. So th- maybe that's part of why I liked it. But I feel it's it's part of the uh, the the repercussions of having internet <laughs> and like knowledge. Like if I played that game in. 1988 (laughs) like i played whatever the fuck i played and i get to the ending and i like it that's all i know (laughs) and i don't have any dissenting opinions constantly thrown at me and right and so i enjoy it and that's all it is and i feel like if people were just on their own confronting this without because i by the time i played it I knew, oh shit, the ending. People don't like it. What's it gonna be? And so they like it colored the whole like way I saw yeah, the ending. Yeah. As much as I liked it, I was just like, if I right. didn't have any of that, if I just played the game like I used to play games without internet, pre-internet days, I don't know. I think f- people would have a different uh, yeah, take maybe. on things like, overall. Uh, I I remember f- when I first heard that Pac-Man on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred was a piece of shit. Yeah, and I was like, what, "What? What's shitty about it? It's Pac-Man. What? What, what do you like? What do you mean? You you go around, you eat 
things and you run away from like what's wrong with the yeah it just made no sense to me like everybody hated pac-man on the i'm like why it's a perfectly fine game (laughs) had you played the arcade version no i'd never played the arcade and that's why and that's a good example of that because in relation to the arcade version it really is a shitty version of that game (laughs) right but yeah if you never knew it it, it's a perfectly fine i mean it's like pac-man game it looks like an atari game what do you want an atari game to look like it's like two-bit graphics or whatever it is like you're not gonna get anything fancy what do people want from this (laughs) it's like I don't know. But yeah, yeah seeing when I saw the actual arcade and I was like, oh, that, that's quite a bit different. <laughs> like, like, all right, I, I can kind of understand why people were upset. But without that that knowledge, you, you were perfectly fine. Yeah, I was perfectly happy with it. Right. I, mean, and it, so I didn't play it all the time or anything, but I don't think I would have played the arcade game all the time either. It's just not the kind of game I would just play get into along, yeah. for long stretches of time. Or yeah. Anything. But, but yeah, that's I mean that's that's the dilemma of the fractal, you know. You, do you want to live completely 100% without uh augmented reality uh or do you want to be completely dependent on it? Is yeah. there a middle ground? I don't know. Yeah, it's uh I would say in some ways that uh Lost Millennium was a, a bit of a middle ground in that they had little visors to they, throw they on. They were. They were. But they also were, like, blasting people, <laughs> yeah, blowing yeah, them down right. like, <laughs> without much of any thought. Yeah, Right, right. And they, they did clearly care when their own villages and got attacked, got attacked, and, attacked and, yeah. and burned down. And even in that episode where they're, they've got the one guy who dies in that raid and, yeah. and they're all sad about this and... Yeah, they 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 know those people, so they grieve them. But these people that they don't know, they're like, whatever. They're just fucking fractal people. <laughs> yeah, it's like they don't fucking care. Fuck them. And it's kind of like <laughs> I feel like the series was like that, where it was just like there's there is good and evil in humanity. Yeah, and it's it's in there whether you have the fractal system or not. There's crazy psychopaths in the fractal system. There's crazy psychopaths outside of it. It's yeah. not going it's, to change human nature really no i mean yeah, yeah humanity is what it is we'll always have these elements yeah it's and the nature of things in that sense the, the ds guy the guy with the red jacket yeah the smarmy asshole guy yeah like, he, he was, was kind of this epitome of what uh the series was all about in a way and that he was just this cold calculating bastard but at the same time he was kind of like he had this attitude when like his reinforcements decide to bail and he's just stuck in the, in, the, in this <laughs> fortress like surrounded and he's like well shit our reinforcements are gone he's like it's human nature to betray oh well <laughs> make the best of it <laughs> he's just like had no shits to give about it like, well that's life take it as it comes and it's kind of like that kind of feels like the attitude of the the whole series in a way of yeah you got to accept that there's shit in the world and you're gonna have to make the best of it and deal with it yeah yeah that's true and like and that guy he was like a total asshole he really was and yet at the same time 
he had inspired some pretty strong loyalty in his troops who were like they didn't even flinch at this either they right. were as they were un, as unflappable as him in this like we're gonna stick with you boss and like <laughs> like this guy had to have done stuff that earned that loyalty from his troops of yeah i mean he he's uh he's a member of he's one of the heads of the lost millennium when you know he's got his own little tribe or whatever right and uh so he's clearly a leader and you know can inspire that but right also an asshole yeah, also an asshole yes <laughs> just a total dickhead right <laughs> and So it's, uh, but you know the degrees of humanity. It's you know. Yeah, it's, it's, he's an asshole. The, I don't remember what the other guy's name is. The the main lost millennium guy. Yeah, the guy that you actually hang out with. About yeah, like he's, he's he's kind of an asshole, but yeah, he's not, he strikes more of a balance between yeah, nice and asshole. Yeah, he he kind of actually cares about things. Right, and I'd like to think that there's some lost millennium commander that's just like a total nice guy. <laughs> You know, all the shades of, of right, you know, right. people. It, it was kind of following through with that. And... So, I don't know. Do you... What do we... What do, what should, do, <laughs> do you like this overall as a series? Um, I do. I think I, I enjoyed it. I kind of vaguely remembered enjoying it the first time I watched it. Yeah. And I kind of enjoy it now. It's not something great but i think it's uh it's worth watching did you think you, you liked it better this time or just the um, same maybe about the same maybe a little more i think it, it grew on me a little bit yeah i kind of i kind of went into it knowing not much because i'd forgotten most of it in the intervening years since it came out right but you you remember like you had a, a understanding that it wasn't great but you liked it yeah that it was pretty good and I thought it was an interesting take on like uh, augmented reality. Yeah, and that's kind of why I brought it is because oh, this is a an interesting sci-fi concept that is not necessarily in a lot of other anime or anything non-anime. I don't really think. Yeah, of, I've never really seen augmented reality in quite the way it's portrayed here. Yeah, it was cool to see that. I and so I that's kind of why I brought it. It's like, oh, it's this weird, interesting sci-fi thing. Will likes weird, interesting sci-fi things. Maybe it'll click. I do. It'll... No, and I liked it. I liked it. Uh, I also appreciated that it was 11 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I didn't have to, uh, you know, it, it didn't waste too much time. Right, um, right. It probably could have been shorter, but overall I enjoyed it um, for sure. Yeah, I think I so mostly what I remembered about it was it had a lot of AR and that there was uh it it was it seemed l more lighthearted than it was. Yeah. I, I remember it having these really dark undertones to it despite being very cheerful and and Yeah, it's it's weird at the beginning. You don't you don't necessarily know what it's going for cuz there's the the Furune is being chased, and she, you know, is taken in by Klain. Right. And then, oh, here, the, here comes the people they're looking for, her, and you think like, okay, shit's gonna go down, and then it's like, <laughs> it's like a the fucking fucking Looney Tunes. Yeah, going it's on. like a comedy <laughs> routine where they're trying to gain entry into the house, 
and which is funny and it, and I enjoyed that but it was definitely not what I expected right, right. <laughs> and you know but it's a good it's a good uh harbinger of what is to come in the rest of the series because that's basically the tone that the rest of the things yeah, strikes it's like it it's this weird like shifting back and forth of of it's mostly this lighthearted comedy and then just weird elements of just right. dark shit going on. It's just like, holy crap. It's just like all of a sudden there's somebody with a giant hole blasted through their chest and everybody's just like falling over dead and like screaming. And everybody's like, holy shit. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It's uh, a lot of Hong Kong movies are like that. So, yeah, it was. Like- uh, I, I was thinking of that as I was watching this, of how you've mentioned that Hong Kong ha- movies have a lot of like mood swings to it, and like yeah, like a lot of comedies will have very like over the top graphic gore, <laughs> and it'll be like oh wow oh, okay, <laughs> and now at this point I'm like kind of uh, hoping for that, I'm looking for <laughs> that, and and I kind of expect it sometimes, but at the beginning when it was happening, when I was first getting into it it was just like wow <laughs> they just like holy shit <laughs> and there's one movie that was kind of popular it was like a big hit in china and then it got a u.s release and it got kind of popular <clears throat> here it's called let the bullets fly <laughs> and it I, I feel like it got popular because of the title and chow yun fat was in it oh. even though it's not like a big gun movie um but there's a moment and it's like a big comedy and there's a moment in that in that where somebody is getting accused of like eating somebody else's food (laughs) or something like that and he's on trial for it and the guy is like i didn't fucking do it and nobody believes him so then he cuts open his own stomach (laughs) rips it out and like pulls like pulls out the contents of his fucking stomach and all this gore and shit is on his hands and he's like see i didn't fucking do it and then he dies and it's hilarious and i fucking loved it the shit out of it but like two people uh who didn't who were not accustomed to hong kong humor I saw like all these reviews being like, what the fuck was that scene? And like weird tonal shifts. Like how, the how I didn't, I didn't, why is there gore in this movie? You know? And it was just like, Oh, okay. You just like, that's, that's the, the cultural disconnect that, yeah. uh, you know, that people just don't get cause they that, don't watch Hong Kong horror, um, Hong Kong, uh, comedy. Well, that reminds me of, uh, Roger Zelazny book. Yeah. Uh, creatures of light and darkness which is uh i think that might even still be one of the ones that's still in print but because i know i bought it fairly recently Uh so it's it's around somewhere it should be but um the main character goes to uh some kind of fortune teller he needs to find out where this guy is that he's chasing. So he's going to this, <laughs> and he's he's an entrail reader. So, but he's not just any entrails; they have to be people entrails, oh, not nice. not sheep or anything like. No, it has to be a human. Wow. So, and so he captures this this very special human for his like it's his cousin, another fortune teller that they're oh, rivals, wow. and they're like so they hate each other because they're always like arguing about like oh, no man. that doesn't mean this; it means it like there so. So he kidnaps his cousin and like cuts open his stomach and he starts reading the guy's entrails oh, 
and his cousin, who's got his guts all over the floor, is like, no, it doesn't mean that. It's like, you can't, it's like, they're my entrails. I know how to read them better than you. It's like, it's just like, as he's dying, he's like arguing over what. The, oh, that's great. I love it. And I was busting up in that. I mean, I was like, it's one of my favorite scenes. It's just hilarious. But Yeah, I'm going to have to read that guy. I haven't read any of his books. But. Yeah, that one, that one is one of his more... Uh, comedically skewed books i guess yeah but um he did the amber stuff yeah he did amber are those part comedy or um not really i mean i guess there's there is comedy in them yeah but they're not really like geared towards that okay for some reason i thought of those books as similar to the terry pratchett stuff no no they're not that okay i mean there there's moments in there that i was laughing at it yeah it's, yeah it's kind of funny but they're more they're they're bizarre fantasy okay. they're they're kind of non-formulaic fantasy it's kind of hard to describe them per se okay but. all right well that's good to keep in mind i'm not yeah, gonna so. <laughs> turn each page hoping for a laugh <laughs> <laughs> yeah go, go in with the proper expectations yeah, yeah. on that May, maybe creatures of light and darkness but even that one's not like straight up comedy right it has a lot of comedy in it yeah well but, it sounds like it i mean <laughs> yeah i mean it's just I, like, I like it it doesn't present itself in a comedic fashion is kind of weird it's this but the things it's doing are just like what the fuck like, well yeah i mean there's no way to look at that scene with the entrails and like that's clearly <laughs> going for some kind of comedy. Right, right. But it's not like it's it's not setting up punchlines. It's not yeah. like it's just presenting this situation that is in and of itself perhaps inherently funny. Right, but. right. Well, that sounds good. I'm going to yeah. have to check it out. Yeah. Fractail. Fractail. It's, uh, it's an interesting one. More modern than what we've... Uh, usually watch definitely more modern there's uh, there's a fair amount of cg yeah there is uh, all the ships and things yeah the ships are usually in cg that's, that's pretty common for vehicles and animated yeah. cg just because i notice it a lot in in um i remember when futurama came out mm, yeah yeah the the main ship was always cg and it always stuck out to me as like like oh that's cg and it looked fine i didn't have a problem with it really but it was always kind of obviously not the same yeah yeah and you could always kind of tell yeah and the stuff here is even more obvious i would say yeah yeah it's not like futurama designed it to be looking like the rest of the animation yeah they made the models have this the black border and all right, that. Right, right. And, and here it's more just like, well, some fucking CG, do it. <laughs> right. No, they're not trying to hide it or blend it in or anything. It's right. just like, here's a ship, clearly CG. Um, but I think it works pretty well for the most part. Yeah, it's not. It it's not bad here. It's yeah. It's, I didn't have I've any seen problems. A lot with of it. ones that are worse about it, and and I'm not sure what to pin it on specifically. Yeah. I think. Perhaps the thing to most uh, say with it is that it's not side by side with the more traditional animation. That's true. It usually you don't is release, its own thing. Yeah, yeah, it's usually just like you're seeing the ships. They're in the air and then in the clouds and whatever. And maybe there's right. the background. Uh, but you don't really normally see the characters with the ship simultaneously. Yeah, there's not a lot of that. And I think that's where 
a lot of my issues with it come in is that it just clearly looks like they're two completely different things slapped onto each other yeah. and not functioning in any kind of uh, meshed way. Yeah, and, so that's a, that's a plus. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, despite the CG, it's not bad CG really. It's no, it's fine. I mean, I like a good airship. And yeah. uh, so it was just fun to see some airships. Makes me think of uh, what's that fucking game? Uh, Skies of Arcadia from the Dreamcast uh, yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, I was a big fan of that game. So that's yeah, my but... my reference point for airships. Yeah, that's uh, managed to play like five minutes of that. Oh man, that's a, that's a. It's just something I've not had the time to get to. It's a long one too. I remember it being a it's, uh, two discs. Fairly long. Yeah. I, Honestly, I don't remember, but I think it's two discs because I I did track it down and get a copy of it. Yeah, it's, it's sitting in my massive pile of to do right, list, well, but it's a good one. Someday I, I got to get to it. Yeah, I enjoy it. You get a little uh, like a fucking base in the clouds <laughs> where you go and like upgrade shit. If I remember right, I remember there being a little base in the clouds. I don't know if you upgrade, but probably. What else would you do at your base? Yeah, it's, uh, it's got something. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, one I need to get into at some point when I, when I have that infinite amount of free time that yeah. nobody ever has. But <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the things on the list. Yeah, it'll happen someday. Yeah, it'll eventually creep up to the top. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, we'll float to the top. Yeah, as well, you float just, to the clouds. Yeah, gotta fly up there somewhere. So. Yeah, like uh, I've had the, the, the John Woo game Stranglehold, the sequel to Hard Boiled on my list for a very long time. And then we just watched Hard Boiled. So now I'm I, I, and ready. I finally installed it. And it was like it was uh, very strange because I haven't installed a game to my computer from a CD. I'm using Steam most of the time. So it's like it's it was like while, huh? going back in time. Like, whoa, yeah. shit, there's a installer and putting in discs and stuff it was, it's like, ooh, it was very the good old yeah days. it was very nostalgic for me yeah. so uh, yeah so I'm finally gonna cross that off the list yeah <laughs> i noticed when i installed it that the game came out 11 years ago and it doesn't seem yeah. like it came out that long ago but well time flies yeah yeah <laughs> i mean said fracto was 2011 and yeah like it that's seven years ago now it doesn't feel like seven years since i watched it but yeah i say 2011 it seems like jesus that's pretty new <laughs> yeah i mean I, I think of that as like a brand new thing yeah but this, this feels like new to me even watching it now it's like i'm watching i'm like this is such a new anime it's like this modern yeah, yeah. age of anime and yeah all the cg and stuff um, the crisp visuals and uh, yeah well you which, got that uh, you got that it on blu-ray too blu-ray so. has a little bit to do with that too yeah yeah but, and there's there's kind of something you mentioned when i was when we were first talking about watching it was that okay you would mention it's from the, like producers or something instead of read or die it said something on the box something. about being uh, from read or die people yeah, I, I brought the box because yeah from producers of read or die um did you look into that or no because as always, I forget to do my research. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I don't think I looked into it too, or if I did, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there we go. That's our research, the kind yeah. we forget. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, it wasn't important. 
Right. But you'd mentioned that was maybe that would be why I decided to yeah. buy it. Because this, this was one of the... I, I will occasionally blind buy anime, and this was one of those. And that's usually not what goes into my decisions on it. Yeah. Sort of, like, if it's the director or the writer or something, that would maybe play into it. But if it's, like, the producer or the studio, I'm just like, whatever. It could be anything. That okay. Doesn't, that doesn't mean crap, really, to me. Um, like... I mean, Toei does freaking anything that's that, you know, they made Sailor Moon, they made the original Transformers, the movie. I mean, the, oh, okay. they're, you they're, can't really draw a comparison yeah, here. It's a big of, company. Yeah, it's like they do so much animation and stuff. I I think they even did like the, the little Prince and the Eight-Headed Dragon back in like the Oh, back in the day. Something. Wow. Yeah. yeah so well, they are an old company, so. Yeah, they're they're one of the biggest anime producers and animation studios, so it's like they do all kinds of crap. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good or bad or anything. It's or a genre or have a style to it that's Disney like it doesn't really mean anything to be right. from okay. a studio or a even a producer. I kind of tend to think of well, they're just funding it. They're not they might have some input on it, but they're not yeah. the driving force of it. And sometimes producers are pretty influential. It depends on what what the medium is. I don't know if that is the case in anime. But I know, like, in movies, um, producers have a lot of say for, like, right. I don't know what, how things are constructed and things like that, so. Right. And there's there's probably some of that in anime, too. Yeah. But it's, like, I don't know. It's, it's more about, like, the story and stuff. They're not going to be involved in what makes it good. I yeah, feel. they're probably not involved creatively in that way right and that's that's more what i'm interested in so. yeah and i think honestly what drove the decision probably price is <laughs> that's always a factor in it yeah too. that usually but helps like if it's if it's a, at a certain cost i'll just be like no that's just no right and anime is expensive as fuck yeah yeah i mean i mean i looked at it recently i saw some oh here's a sale and i thought okay well let's see if anything's cheap and it was like sale price fifty dollars my fifty dollars yeah that's what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> you gotta be out of your damn mind fifty dollars <laughs> Right, right. It's uh, it's usually I will like be like, no, nah, it's got to be cheaper than that. Like it's and it was like it was like part one. It wasn't even a full yeah, series. Usually like, there'll be something that's just Christ of half the. It's usually like a five hour chunk. The it's nuts. It's one nuts. of the reasons why I hate it when they they refer to things as seasons that are yeah in, is because of the of the way they sell them they'll right. usually sell the first season and call it season one part one and then sell the second season as season one part two and it's like just, just yeah may call not them be. separate seasons you assholes yeah. like, stop confusing the fuck out of everything for no reason or just put them all together jesus but uh but there must be some dedicated fans that are actually buying these things because otherwise yeah, yeah. they wouldn't keep I, putting them yeah, out i'm 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 wondering how much the scene has shifted now that so much um, digital distribution with yeah. like Crunchyroll and like the streaming sites, how right, much right. that is influencing things. That's got to cut into it some. But at the same time, that's making the company money. Yeah. From the ad revenue of that or the streaming service, like so, they're getting their revenue from elsewhere. And how yeah, but if nobody, if they're pressing however many thousand right, of right. whatever the fuck, and then they're not selling them, then they got to warehouse that shit. And 
Right, so right. They're so they're not going to just keep doing that. That's That's been the constant anime thing of how many to print, how, right. to, how to handle that. So not quite sure where the lay of the land is now since I'm yeah. so keyed into older series is more than modern stuff. Well, but, I know um, minimum print run on a Blu-ray is 1,000, so they at least have to print 1,000. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a, an old company called Animigo that uh, yeah, yeah, has been around for a long time. <clears throat> they put out samurai movies and stuff, too. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that they've recently been doing Kickstarters for their blu-ray releases of stuff and mm-hmm. they've been doing older things not yeah. not uh yeah they've been around a while the they've been stuff. from like the old 90s yeah they've been around for a long time and stuff i think they did a lot of the uh rsa yatsura releases i think they did oh okay um which i remember fondly because they would have translation notes oh okay and so there were all one of those yeah. yeah so it, it had a lot of good translation notes in those in the rsa yatsura dvd sets so I just noticed that them because I follow them because I I like the, the that they're old and they're they're still around and <laughs> yeah that's I bought uh, samurai stuff from of, them back the in the day. One of the few anime companies that survived through through the two thousands. Yeah, and possibly because of uh, like the old samurai stuff and doing stuff that wasn't just anime that may have kept them alive. Yeah, uh, when just pure anime studios were. Like manga isn't around anymore, and they were a big distributor in the nineties. Right, right. Like ADV, I think, is gone. You know, I looked them up because <clears throat> in the last episode you mentioned. Yeah, we mentioned them, and I wasn't them. sure about them. I looked them up. They did go bankrupt like two thousand nine or something like that, mm. and then um, Sentai Filmworks, which is a company, yeah, they're that's a pretty, putting they're stuff a new out. One. They're apparently. They now own uh, ADV, and they restarted the label oh, okay. uh, a couple of years ago, and it's going now under its new banner or whatever. Okay, yeah. Um, I wasn't sure about them because I thought I'd like heard something more yeah. recent of them. Like, oh, I guess they're still around. I thought they had died off. They did die, and then, and then they, they were resurrected. Resurrected. So I don't rebuilt. know. If, I don't know if it's <laughs> it's anything resembling what they used to do or whatever, but they are back as a name anyway yeah just uh like theoretically shaw brothers is still a thing producing movies right but they're not actually shaw brothers like <laughs> it's you know and right. and uh but they they still technically produce movies because yeah. they are still uh an entity they in are the a legal company sense. still yeah, yeah. but everything about that made shaw brothers shaw brothers is gone at this point Mm-hmm. Um, but every once in a while, if you if I watch a new Hong Kong movie, I'll uh, see the uh, they have a new like 3D animated uh, shield logo. <laughs> <laughs> so every once in a while, I'll see one of those and I was like, oh shit! And so it's just fun. I mean, not that that yeah. has any bearing on anything, but right. Uh, yeah. So I don't know where do we. Yeah, I was uh I was going on my uh little anime decision making. One oh one yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were talking about price so, and stuff. Yeah, price would have would have played into it a bit. Um, mostly, I think what would have done it was the cover art. Cover art. 
Which not is, the not the crazy title Fractail. No, probably not that. <laughs> <laughs> the ti- there's so many weird word salad titles in anime. That yeah, it's like whatever. Anime has weird ass titles. That's it does have weird titles. That is I, one thing that is a fact <laughs> that we can say definitively. Yeah. Like, there, there's there's been this trend recently of like strange just like sentences as titles. Yeah. Like, the devil is a part timer is one I think you were. You I were did. I watched that, that one. Um, yeah. There's some other one of like, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? <laughs> it's like, like, that's the title of the series. Wow. Like, what? <laughs> like, there's just these weird. There's just been this recently. Like, yeah, there's just been weird. a trend that there's series that will just have these bizarre uh, statements as yeah. titles instead of a. Well, I know for Devil is a Part Timer, that definitely is what kind of hooked me because I was like, the devil is a part. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and then I I looked. Oh. It's the devil working at a fast food place. Okay, I'll watch that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, yeah, I mean, it hooked me in for sure. A weird title. Some other weird one of "Is this a zombie?" <laughs> what the the cover is just like this cute girl. It's just like, "Is this a zombie?" I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Now, see, that's something that uh, I would probably watch that if I saw that on Netflix. So there's... I'm curious. It, is it a zombie? Or is it? Yeah, I don't know. So there's there's some weird title stuff going on. Yeah. So Japanese people love the weird titles here. They do. At they do. When they create them. But So I would say you can't really judge an anime by its title. But to some degree, yeah. slightly, you can judge a little bit from the cover art. Yeah, you get a... a something of a sense of what it and is doing what is the cover of this like people flying around or something um, it's actually got a lot of covers but the outside box would have been but what it's not what the picture is of per se yeah it's more the fact that if you look at this this looks more like an actual like painting okay it might even be like watercolored when you look at the cover arts and stuff i'm not sure it may be cg'd but it's, yeah it's clearly say? not uh what you're seeing in the actual animation oh okay yeah for sure yeah that's what drew me to it is that that is clearly not just a a frame of animation yeah no it looks like it's uh like the cover of a book or something right it's something drawn specifically for that right and a lot of times i mean and it's it usually the cover is made specifically to be the promotional art but a lot of times like 90 percent of the times or more it's like the promotional art is the same art that you would get in the animation. It oh, could okay. ju- it looks like just a still frame of the series. Yeah. It's maybe a little more detailed. They've maybe uh blended the colors instead of hardlined them, but it's basically just the exact same thing you would see in the actual animation. Yeah. And when you get something like this, it's clearly not the actual animation. Okay. And that's kind of that would be a, a good thing in my book. Yeah. Of it's something that if I see that, it draws me to it. And because it kind of means two things, I guess. Okay. The less important is that it has some minimum uh, 
budget standards. <laughs> like, okay. You, they had the money to create they, they, extra yeah. art. <laughs> you, you, you have the money to do <laughs> this. That means you're going to have at least some minimum quality to the animation okay. itself. It, the production itself isn't going to be a piece of shit. It's not going to... Yeah. There, there's some level of quality control going on okay, here. Okay, that, that makes sense. That's not a bad thing. That's, yeah. that's a more minor concern, but more it means that there's some kind of... you know Somebody had to come up with that. Somebody had to figure out what to do with that yeah. and, and how to make it not the normal animation style. Somebody had to put some thought into that. Somebody had to have some artistic uh, input onto this. Yeah. You know, somebody had to give a fuck, basically. Some, right, right. Somebody cared enough to go, oh, we're going to make the poster <laughs> for it. I'm going to make this interesting it's, image yeah. for it. I'm not just going to slap the character design on a freaking poster right. like it's not just some hack job somebody cared enough to put it so the time and effort into doing that that makes sense so there's some somebody somewhere in there yeah. had some artistic desires to something to express yeah and that's probably means that somewhere in the series something is going to be worth watching okay that it's not just going to be this cash grab kind of a thing. It's a, <laughs> something in there is worth watching. It might not be good. It might not be great. But there's something in there that yeah. I'm going to be glad I saw. Well, that is that's sound logic. So um, it says to you, number one, <laughs> they had money and they gave a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that, yeah. And, and that's, so that's kind of a... That's kind know, of... Yeah. I kind of look for that. There's not too many that do this, but... The ones that do, I've generally been uh, happy with, yeah. or at least uh, found some level of. I'm, I'm glad I watched this. It gave yeah. me something to think about. Has kind of burned you too much, yeah. Right. I mean, Kino's Journey was like that. Okay, that's a, that's um, that was a fantastic yeah. series. Twelve Kingdoms was like that. That's a, yeah, that's so that a good was, one. I know. I knew you'd watch those too, yeah, and yeah. those were ones that just immediately the boxes that I bought for them they've got these so you those covers. were were blind buy boxes yeah those were ones that i just oh, bought okay. blind didn't know what i was getting into when i purchased them uh most of the stuff i own kind of tends to be blind buy because if i've seen it i've seen it but there, right. there's there's a lot of stuff where it's like oh i just really loved this and so i want to yeah get a good version of or it. or like something from the vhs days that you're yeah like, that oh, i just want to have get this dvd now yeah and there's there's stuff like that, but hmm. well, anything more modern, it tends to just be a oh, that's cheap enough that I can right. I'm gonna roll the dice on yeah, it. Yeah, and it, it looks like it might be worth watching, and that's one of the the signs that it might be worth watching is if it's got that kind of a painted cover. Or yeah, not necessarily painted, but just something different from the actual animation. Something where they actually had to do something <laughs> other than Photoshop. Right, right. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop is like that. It has the, I don't know if you've seen the covers. I have of those. not. Um, or at least the old DVD set that I have yeah. is uh, like it's it's these like character sketches and these weird dynamic poses and there's this wash of a single color and it's like it, it looks nothing like the actual animation in yeah. the series. It's not a painting. It looks, if anything, more like a pencil sketch. Okay. It's just been washed in a color, hmm. but. It's something different, and it's something like they chose that as the cover art. Yeah, and it's like, well, what is that? That that means they they were trying to do something stylistic with it and yeah. make it look cool and Somebody interesting. Somebody cares. Yeah, exactly. Somebody had some idea that wasn't just oh, just slap it on there. It's gonna look fine. <laughs> you know, so it's 
it kind of tells me that something interesting is going on in there. Yeah. So there's. All right. Well, that's trying to solid think. advice. Yeah. So there, there's your anime buying 101. I guess. I, I was wondering with this one because I did see that and and thought, well, read or die. Maybe that's you know you like the read or die. So. And I I did like read or die, but I probably wouldn't have even paid attention to it being yeah. on the. Unless it was like from this director of whatever the yeah. Do you read the the descriptions at all? I usually don't. Yeah. Usually, I find that the the blurbs on the back are either spoilers or lies. <laughs> <laughs> either way, <laughs> I don't really want it. It's right. like <laughs> And uh, so, just just purely on you're judging the anime by its cover <laughs> yeah I, I do i do judge it by its cover what about um pull quotes from reviews do you look at those at all and um do those have any bearing not generally i maybe if it's from like something somebody i recognize or somebody what if it said silver emulsion <laughs> <laughs> then i'd be like what the fuck <laughs> I don't know if I told you, but I do have uh, I do have a, a quote on a DVD cover. Oh, you do! Wow. Yeah, the, uh, Full Moon. It was very uh, gracious hey. and put me on uh, the the cover of Evil Bong Six Six Six. Wow. I actually have two quotes on the <laughs> the cover from that. So uh, yeah, if you ever happen to find the the DVD of Evil Bong 666. <laughs> oh, I'll look for that. Wow. Silver, silver Emulsion. I'm on the poster of one of the other Evil Bongs, too, but I don't think I got on the DVD of that. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's so my claim to fame. Yeah, you're you're, you're big in the, uh, <laughs> the the eyes of full moon. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I made the grade. You've, uh, you've hit the big time. Yeah. You've been quoted. I've been quoted. <laughs> And one of your reviews was quoted on like the Wikipedia for some of the anime, and I don't remember because I, I remember looking at. Um, I, rem- I remember Utena, the Utena movie. Yeah, I think it's that one. Yeah, they, they referenced it in in like the reception, critical yeah, yeah, reception yeah, yeah. section of the that's, Utena film. But that's what it was. Yeah, because because I'll look at like where people are coming from sometimes, and I just see like Wikipedia, like. What? <laughs> like, like, oh shit! Look at that. That's Wikipedia cool. linked to us. Wow. Right, right. So that's always fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no major claims to fame yet. But we'll work away up until you're you're <laughs> quoted on a Spielberg film. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. I haven't watched any new Spielberg in quite a while. So hey, maybe they'll do like a, a new release of I don't know E.T. E. or something, and you can get. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe do a review of et <laughs> yeah i mean yeah some other big spielberg film whatever i i feel like i'm more i'm it's more of a a chance that i'm going to get on some shaw brothers thing than anything else but we'll see yeah so so did you enjoy fractale did i enjoy fractale i thought it was good but not great Right. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Yes, I like I said. I appreciate that it's eleven episodes. <laughs> uh, it was brief enough uh, so that I didn't get tired of it, but also long enough to engage these uh, themes well. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed it. I, I overall, I think I liked the characters. Um, favorite character. I'm going to go with Nessa. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, she was fun. Yeah, you you seem to like the cheerful characters. So I was I was kind of thinking, is yeah. you gonna say Nessa? Is you gonna say Nessa? <laughs> I do. I did. I did like her. Um, I don't know, Clayne. I don't know. He's kind of a everyman. I don't, yeah, he's he's a little too much of the everyman yeah. to really like him per se. As, but. I felt like you could identify with him. Yeah, he was of, fine. He he served his purpose. Yeah, I liked I liked Nessa and uh, Furunae more so. I would say. Right. right. Um. I don't know. It was fun. I like the old grandpa Lost Millennium. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, <laughs> even though he's not really in it a whole lot, but he's right, just he's, uh, seems like a good guy. You got that, that yeah. grouchy, yeah, grizzled grizzly, sort of old guy. Like the scene where he walks up and he's just like grumbling, like, oh, these, these young assholes. And then he like just turns to the nurse and he's like, oh, my knees are hurting today, by the way. Like, 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 like just sudden transition. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I liked it. Um, yeah, for sure. Probably maybe because of the, the, the length, I would say I liked this more than other things we've watched series-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but also because it engages that real or fantasy sort of moral dilemma that I am sort of uh, locked into uh, because of my love of Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like attuned to that s- sort of story. And so it's cool right. to see that in a different sense here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it for sure. Yeah. At the beginning, I, like I said, I was a little like, I don't know, man. He sold this as sci-fi, and then it's a dudes in a fucking village on a mountainside. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Not really buying this. But, but then as it went on, it was like, oh, okay, I get yeah, it. It's a kind of pastoral. But. Yeah, I liked the that the, the, the keepers of the information um, – system fractal or whatever were also religiously aesthetics like uh they the religious uh iconography was used right um to represent the fantasy you know i enjoyed that as a as a uh anti-religion sort of person yeah you know it's kind of in general i guess with anime and, and japanese video games and stuff yeah the church is evil. It's just, <laughs> especially as, as you like back in older stuff, not as much, but yeah. as it's gone on, it's just like this this trend of if there's a big church organization, it's probably evil. They're usually <laughs> just, evil. Just, you just assume that it's evil. It's yeah. it kind of usually any giant corporation, no matter what they are, any big entity is usually evil, although. I'm paranoid about these things, <laughs> but um, right. yeah, like like on a on a on a person to person level, I think re- religion and and faith and things are good. They do good in the world, you know. Like there's not mm-hmm. uh, atheist soup kitchens, <laughs> you know. Like they are, you know. There is a good things that religion does, but on a whole, you know, like the. Catholic Church is uh, known for hiding years of molestation and like yeah. purposefully uh, <laughs> trying to. Yeah, and put, that's just put, in their modern uh, history, you know. Going, yeah, yeah. Going back to like the Middle Ages and the Inquisition, right, and all, and all, this, all like, that shit. Yeah, Jesus right. Christ, they got like such a weird, bloody history to that. But. 
Right. So as a whole organized religion, not great, but there is good as well. Um, much, much like the, the fractal system right, itself. Right, right. And that's sort of the, the great yeah, thing about uh, these kind of stories. where yeah, It's kind of uh, showing the good and the bad and, right. and not trying to be uh, judgmental on it. Yeah, so I like that. I like that because because that's the thing too about about the way Woody Allen always presents it. It's never he doesn't really make comment on it. It just is presented, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "What do you feel what, about it? What like, do, I like? Yeah. I don't know. Would I want to be this character or that character? You know? Right, right. So I like that. I enjoy that quite a bit. So I like this. Yeah. Yeah, now you got me thinking, like, what would my favorite character be? I don't know. You mentioned yours, and now I feel like I need to... I just really liked Anessa, and I was, when she was gone, I I was a little bit sad when, when she was not uh, part of the situation, you know, because she would go away sometimes. Right, right. And I was just like, oh, Will likes Nessa. <laughs> <laughs> Will like liking. Uh, Will likes liking, <laughs> and uh, Will likes Nessa. <laughs> Does Nessa like Will though? We don't know. Yeah, I like to think that she you, would. If you ever meet her, maybe, <laughs> maybe she would like you. She tends to like people by default. She does. She likes people that like her. Yeah. So if uh, I have a feeling she would like just about anyone she meets, as yeah, long as they're not as doing yeah, something. Yeah, as long as they're not an asshole. Yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. I think I think Dios might be my favorite character yeah, just yeah. cuz he's he's this kind of you like the cocky. asshole. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just he's I you know, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> Not because you're an asshole, but <laughs> because That's a separate issue. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. But no, because um when you mentioned him earlier, I got this sense that like Oh, Steven really likes this guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure I like agree with him per se, yeah. but it's like he represented humanity, I thought, in a, yeah. very, in a very clear way. Of Is it that you're not an asshole and you wish that you would, would be like that yeah, guy? Yeah, you you want to be that asshole. Yeah, I, that's that's my goal. <laughs> I need to need to work on my asshole skills. You're going to level up your asshole? The, the level of magnificent bastard that he <laughs> yeah. is. <laughs> well, yeah. One step at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one step. Got to work on that. Yeah. Pretty soon you'll just... Uh, be that guy be like god what an asshole (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he was he was also very clever and very yeah no smart very tactical he he had uh he had his good side and his his asshole side for sure yeah Yeah. (laughs) it was in general his goal was to make the world a better place by by being an asshole to right. <laughs> all the things that uh, he felt were not making the world a better place. But he kind of seemed to just sum up humanity to me and be a, a good representation or at least a good expression of yeah. Of the, he makes an impression. Yeah. And he's not in it a whole lot. No, no, he's but, not there uh, too much. He does he, he makes a very strong impact. Yeah, he he definitely kinda steals the scene when he's there. Yeah. He does. He does. 
but yeah, I think there was just a lot about his uh, acceptance of the world that yeah. I, that I liked that he was he was gonna take everything as it was. He wasn't yeah. gonna bitch and whine and moan. He was just gonna be <laughs> like, well. This is the situation. How do we deal with it? Right, and right. Do whatever he had to do in that situation. Yeah, can't so. change it. Let's uh, just take it the next step. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, next step forward. That's right. It. So I, I kind of, I admired that aspect. Of yeah, him. and that's a good way to be yeah. in 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 the fractal world or in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So things that you cannot change, or you you must accept them and yeah, you move a, forward. You had a pragmatism about him. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. Are so, we uh, out of tales about Fractale? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so uh, I did want to ask. Okay. Because you've you've established that you like colors. I do like colors. So did you like the opening credits with uh, the very colorful? Is, they are very <laughs> colorful. I did. I also, in addition to my like of colors, I like psychedelia. <laughs> As a fan of that era of. Uh, time the 60s and the late 60s early 70s when psychedelic music was a thing and psychedelia in art was a thing uh, i'm a big fan of that mm -hmm. so the combination of colors and psychedelic imagery was very fun i enjoyed it quite a All bit right. <laughs> i always make it a point when i'm watching these kind of series or any series really um i never skip intros or outros or anything i always watch the thing mm -hmm. all the way through because i like uh, I like music, so I, I feel like it's part of the experience to yeah. take that in. So, so what did you think of the music for Fractale? You know, I wasn't too uh, one way or the other. I didn't, I didn't love it. I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't anything bad. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I wasn't like, I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Just but sort I, of I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's just. Uh, I did like the, I feel like I liked the end song better, mm. but I don't know if it was that or if it was just the fact that it played out over the, the very nice right. shot it's of very... her uh, sitting on the rock with the grass and then she falls over at the end, which I just yeah. loved. It. Uh, <laughs> looking at the butterfly, just like, ooh, butterfly. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, I just like that, yeah. the, the moment of stillness. A, a very Yeah, it's a very uh, kind of a cathartic ending to it yeah. of just a... Uh, I really don't remember much music aside from the opening and closing. I mean, it must have had ambient music. Yeah, for, it definitely does. And I just don't remember any of None of that stood out to me. Yeah, there's... It does have the, uh, the whole thing, I think in like one of the last couple of episodes where... It just goes into the uh, music montage. Yeah. Where it's just, it's silent. You see the characters doing right, their thing. The they're music, talking, yeah. but all you get audio-wise is just the music. Yeah. No, these those didn't bother me because they felt like they made, made sense. Mm -hmm. They were moving something forward, and it was usually the music montage is some kind of, uh, you know, you're learning something or... <laughs> <laughs> you're training or something in the 80s movies right. something is happening you're moving forward time is passing and so i felt like the ones here did that okay. well yeah. i don't remember any having any yeah. problems with i just that. remember in previous uh things you've you've not liked that music yeah montage. well in in the the Again, shinkai uh, stuff i feel like it's 
it's more of like things aren't moving forward it's more of a celebration of this moment and like mm-hmm. extending this moment and i'm not so much a fan of that mm-hmm. um yeah it's kind of that's yeah. why i don't like the movie carrie <laughs> <laughs> horror classic everybody loves carrie i don't mm-hmm. like carrie because mm-hmm. brian de palma extends all these moments with this music that i'm not really a fan of <laughs> <laughs> and uh so there's just a lot of that that it's just uh, it's too much um but uh, yeah the music there were a few moments where i wish there was no music during the if we really want to get down on the scoring of the episodes <laughs> um i watched to go on a completely other thing but i'll bring it around i watched the new it movie mm. and i don't really want to talk about it too much but um the movie is ridiculously overscored. There's mute. I mean, like at most mainstream movies, there's music guiding your emotions at right. nearly every moment of the movie. And I fucking hate that. <laughs> really hate that. And so I watched that at the same time I was watching this. And so I remember noticing a few moments in this where it's just like, do we, do we need music here? I feel like this could be without music and it would be fine. But it was very, very minor compared to the very egregious errors of it. <laughs> um, so I don't really have any strong feelings about the music of Fractale other yeah. than it was good, but it didn't. Served its purpose yeah. and, and nothing more. Yeah. it Like usually with, with anime series, the the first time I'll watch this series, the song will play, and I'll be like, yeah, I don't know, that was an okay song. And then as the series goes on, I like, I enjoy the song more. And then by the end of it, I'm like singing along with the song, and I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking, I, I really get into the songs. And that happens in a fair amount of anime series. Mm-hmm. By the with this one. I thought it was a good song. Like, yeah, that's that's an okay, good. That's a good song, and then I that was just constant <laughs> throughout <laughs> the changed, whole yeah. series. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, didn't have the arc. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's fractal. That's, that's uh, fractal. There's there's a big thing with cloning that we didn't really talk about. Yeah. I don't know if you, how much you want to go into it. I don't know how much there is to go into, but I mean, basically from what I could tell, all of the priestesses in the entire system were just the clone of this one girl. Yeah. They were all clones. The thing that, that I was trying to figure out was, I guess this is the first time that they've needed to actually refresh the fractal system. And Yeah, I think so. That you, you figure out towards the end, but I feel like towards the beginning they talk about like they have ref- re- restarted it before, or at least I got the impression that they yeah, had I done can, it before. Yeah, I think I think maybe there is a feeling of that, yeah. 
like this is a, a cycle yeah that's going on and i think that might be in some ways where they were going with the theme of fractal stuff yeah of fractal imagery being an iteration of yeah the same image well and that's where like the cloning right and that, that's that. where they really started trying yeah. to put in the the symbolism of it of the and, whole fractal system being and that is the last image of the of the uh the intro they show the, yeah, the, the girl they laying zoom there out and it's and then the girl, all yeah. the little pieces are little girls yeah it's that same yeah, image like branching off yeah into infinity, yeah which is so that's basically yeah is right and so yeah that so I, guess I guess that's is why the, it's called yeah that that's where that theme comes into play yeah. and it, it seems like a kind of a minor aspect to it in it's a way. definitely minor but as a fan of sci-fi elements such as cloning mm -hmm. i was like oh they're cloning and i got kind of into that and i just uh i don't know i just uh, i don't know if i have questions but i just feel like there were unresolved things with the cloning i don't yeah, know there's and i think i kind of figured it out and got a gr grasp of what was happening in there like they but. had all the clones in the tubes that they were like disposing of right because they weren't suitable right and they're just like oh there's all these ones we don't need they're the extras just yeah just, break them down like, god damn <laughs> like that's where the series is like at times it just goes that's dark rough man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just i don't know i don't know that i have any questions it's just like still trying to <laughs> like <laughs> bring myself back from the, the the sadness of the just like all those just the, the idea that that's been going on for a long time yeah for at least a century or more yeah like, and oh. like they've been trying to work towards creating this clone that will work and nothing has worked until this point in history and it's just like god dang like <laughs> who's the guy that made that decision? <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. let's start down that path. And then like, yeah, if, if anything, it's like, I kind of feel like the history of the fractal system is what would be more to explore in the series. It'd yeah. Be, like, like if like, they how made did more this of it? come yeah. to be what it is? Right. Cause like that, that would be the place to explore further. I would yeah. think rather than. Uh, yeah. That would be directions. interesting for sure. Yeah. Like what the hell is this system? Like how did you, <laughs> who came up with this thing? Right, why, right. why was this chosen as like the little password code to yeah. be the the psychological profile of this girl? And yeah, like how? Yeah, what the fuck is with that? <laughs> I liked all that. Like, and I liked not knowing about that. Like it, it just it seemed natural or whatever. Um, but yeah, that would be an interesting sequel or whatever if they were gonna do that. Yeah. Not that I want. Right, right. I, th I think it's fine. As yeah, it is. no, it's, it's perfectly just, fine. But if there's anything else that would have been a benefit to learn yeah. more of, it would would have been that. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Hmm. It's all those poor clones. Yeah, just feel bad. <laughs> they they had it pretty rough. <laughs> Especially because then he gets he like befriends one of them, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't take this. This is sad. Yeah, like it's like in that scene, you you like really want her to like 
yeah. escape with them. I and, know, and I thought that they might. I thought that they might take her with them. And yeah. Oh, now they're gonna have two two Nessas. The, the cheerful one and the depressed one. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. You know what? It's music. The song that they sing. Oh right, right. Like uh, the the little song that it comes throughout that they sing. Yeah, like to, the song this. to the stars or whatever. Right, right. I I like that quite a bit. I ah, thought that was okay. a good song. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they if they did like a full version of that or if it's just like the the people singing a cappella. But I think that was the little song montage. Was that song? You think so? Or yeah. At least a that, variation of yeah, it, that, maybe. That that makes sense. That rings a bell. Yeah. <laughs> a dusty bell in my head from yeah. three days ago. <laughs> and I guess in that first episode where Clayne's listening to it on the iPod, I think there's music with that. But it's like this really glitchy yeah, version right. of it, like a really right. uh, like a, a degraded version of it that's not yeah. it's all staticky when you hear it. But Yeah. So. Well, I did like that song. I thought that was a good melody and so I don't know. I enjoyed it. So yeah, I uh, you know, thumbs up. I'll give her a thumbs up. Right. You got a thumbs up? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dance around. Multiple thumbs up. You're like Nessa when she first appears, just pops up. (laughs) 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 Just like what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That was a. She popped out and then fucking end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Just like here's here's a girl credit roll. That's a good good way to end an episode. Yeah. All right, so I don't know. You got anything else about this? No, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. All right, so uh, yeah, if you like anime and sci-fi and things like that, a, you could do worse than this series yeah. for sure. Yeah. So uh, check it out. I I give it a thumbs up. Yep. I enjoy it a fair amount. Yeah, it's a, a fair amount. Yeah. It's, it's better than <laughs> average. And for a modern anime, uh, that's saying something because yeah. neither of us like modern things too much. Right, right. I've kind of <laughs> stuck more to the past. Yeah. So uh, I have been thinking I need to get into more of the modern stuff and just to keep up with it in some level. Yeah. So. There's probably good things out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I've I've bumped into good things out there that are more recent. So. Such as Fractale. Yeah. <laughs> There's, they they are out there. I I, I see them and go. Hey. There, yeah, there's a brand new Kino's Journey series that just yeah, came yeah, out. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to track that one down. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. <laughs>